Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you afraid of death? Do you think about it a lot, dreading that it will happen one day? Or do you shrug and accept death as inevitable and okay? Welcome back to Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Jade Wu. Every week, I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. Today, we talk about death anxiety. You may be surprised by the factors that subtly or not so subtly change our attitudes toward death. And we may even be able to control some of them to master our fear. I remember having this very philosophical and psychological discussion with my family members last year about death. And it was fascinating how we had such different feelings. Some of us said that knowing death happens to all of us eventually is a relief and that the idea of immortality is terrifying. Others were astounded by this stance, saying that You know, they regularly lose sleep over the thought that they will die one day and would immediately take an immortality pill if it was offered. Is this purely a philosophical difference? Does it matter how we feel towards death? Well, it turns out that how much we fear death can actually affect how we think and act in daily life. For example, A 2016 study found that fear of death could amplify our desire for revenge and political violence. Palestinian, Israeli, and South Korean participants were prompted to think about personal pain or death, and then asked about their opinions about how specific political conflicts should be resolved. Those who were reminded of death were more likely to support military action compared to those who only thought about pain. Fearing death also makes it harder for us to grieve. A recent study found that those who feared death were more likely to have prolonged grief symptoms after losing a loved one compared to those who had an accepting kind of attitude toward death. For healthcare workers who care for dying patients, their own fear of death may get in the way of effectively communicating with patients and their families. So this idea of fear of death is not just a philosophical question to be discussed over a beer in a college dorm room. It has real-life consequences. So let's back up a little bit and talk about the why. Why do we fear death? This question seems a little too obvious, maybe. What isn't there to be afraid of? It's the ultimate end. So how come some people fear it more than others? Well, there are some things we know from research that may subtly or not so subtly affect how much we fear death, or at least how much we're aware of it. So first of all, 
older people tend to fear death less. This one may seem counterintuitive, but this pattern has been found again and again in research studies. We may assume that the older a person is, the closer they presumably are to death, the more they should be afraid of it, right? But in fact, older age is usually associated with more acceptance of death. This could be because older people have less fear of missing out, since they already have experienced more of life, or it may be because they have more experience with witnessing and coping with the death of others. Another pattern researchers have found is that religious belief makes us more afraid, but in a complicated kind of way. So this is another counterintuitive one. You may think that religious belief, which usually includes belief in an afterlife or greater meaning to life, would make people feel better about the finality of death. But studies have found greater fear of death amongst those with stronger religiosity across several different cultures and religions. But to be fair, there are also studies showing the opposite. The truth may actually be a little more complicated. Some studies who probed further have found that at least among Westerners, those who fear death most are moderately religious. On the other hand, both non-believers and very, very religious people fear death less. So there's sort of a curve somewhere in the middle. The moderately religious fear death most, whereas people on either end of the spectrum fear death less. Hmm, this is kind of interesting. It's possible that being moderately religious puts people in the existential sweet spot for being afraid of death. They don't have the relaxed attachment of non-believers, nor do they have the full and contented conviction about the afterlife of very religious people. It's also possible that the egg comes before the chicken. People who particularly fear death seek out religion as a way to cope, but somehow they don't end up being very religious. Research has not quite fully answered this question yet. All right, so older people and atheists and very religious people don't fear death as much as the rest of us. How about your experience with danger? The amount of experience you have with danger may actually change your fear of death too, and not in a linear way, meaning some experience makes you fear death less, but too much might make you afraid again. In this really cool study, researchers recruited beginner, intermediate, and expert skydivers to share their feelings about death. Not surprisingly, beginner skydivers with only an average of one jump under their belt were really scared of death. Intermediate skydivers with an average of 90 jumps were a lot less scared. But And this is the interesting part. Expert skydivers who had jumped over 700 times were more scared of death than the intermediate skydivers. So again, we have a bit of a curve. When they are totally new to skydiving, they're really terrified of dying. When they've gotten some experience under their belt, they're not scared as much. But then they get scared again when they get a lot more experience under their belt. This tells us it's not just that the more often you've risked death, the less scared you are. 
there may be a learning curve where getting some experience makes you feel less anxious, maybe because you gain a greater sense of control. You get a little bit cocky. But getting a lot of experience makes you more aware that you're not above death after all. And another thing that affects our fear of death is our physical health. This one is less surprising. People with better physical health tend to fear death less. But the reason may not be what you think. Researchers have found that those with better physical health tend to feel like there's more meaning in life. They also tend to have better mental health. These are the two factors that make them fear death less. In a way, this is kind of encouraging news. Because for many people, they cannot control their physical death. But this says that they may still be able to find meaning in life and work on their mental health to decrease their existential dread. And the last fear factor we'll talk about today before we move on to tips on how to master your fear of death is attachment style. Attachment style refers to ways we think about and behave in close relationships. These are shaped very early in life. By the time we're adults, we're usually pretty settled into either secure or insecure attachment styles. Securely attached people tend to be trusting, consistent, and supportive partners. On the other hand, insecurely attached people can be overly anxious or controlling, or aloof and detached, or a mix of both. And by the way, a quick tip, I did a three-part series on attachment styles earlier this year to dissect what all of this means, so you should go check those out. Anyway, when it comes to death anxiety, people with secure attachment styles fear death less than people with insecure attachment styles. This is interesting because it shows that there's a relationship or intimacy aspect to the way we think about death. Now we're starting to get this picture in our heads for this person who has no fear of death, maybe an older person who's atheist and is pretty good at skydiving, but not too good, and is in excellent physical health and has great relationships. This is like the prototype person who is not very afraid of death. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Throw in some music. We can watch the game. Or we could keep it simple. Corona, la vida mas fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Three great words. Free fries Friday. Especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with $1 minimum purchase. Valid one time on Friday. So participating McDonald's through 123124. Excludes tax. Must update rewards. All right. So all of this research showing that fear of death may be fluid, depending on our beliefs and experiences and physical health, begs the question, what can we do to fear death less? Some things that affect your fear of death cannot be controlled, such as your age. 
even your attachment style, physical health, or religious beliefs are things that you can't really easily dial up or down. And most of us probably can't or won't go skydiving 90 times. But researchers have found some other things that we may be able to do. First things first, help the next generation. The term generativity refers to a concern for younger people and a desire to nurture and guide them. Older people who have a greater sense of generativity also tend to have a better sense of who they are and can look back on their life without regret or despair. This, understandably, leads to having less fear of death. And don't worry if you don't have children or grandchildren. You can still feed your generativity by, say, mentoring younger people in a career or in life. You can volunteer with Big Brothers, Big Sisters program, or tutor a neighborhood kid, or serve on a career advice panel. And while you're helping the next generation, don't avoid the topic of death. And that's tip number two. So understandably, we try to avoid things that make us uncomfortable. But often, avoidance makes those things loom even larger and scarier in our minds. It works like this with the idea of death, too. An interesting study with funeral directors found that those with more experience, as in those who had directed more funerals, feared death less. And among physicians, more years of experience and more exposure to death also led to less fear of death. If you're neither a funeral director nor a healthcare worker, you can still read about death, not avoid funerals, or if you also want to do some good at the same time, you can volunteer with organizations who take care of those with terminal illness. And while you're helping others, you can have a bit of fun too. So tip number three is a little bit out there. It is have a simulated out-of-body or near-death experience. This one is pretty fascinating to me. Multiple research studies have found that having an out-of-body experience or near-death experience makes people less afraid of death. In the case of near-death experiences, it might be that the things we confront are less scary to us. In the case of -of out-of-body experiences, it might give us a sense that we live on even when we are separated from our bodies. Of course, please don't go out and try to have a near-death experience. We don't want it to end up being too, you know, not so near. But with virtual reality becoming more and more accessible, you could try out a program that simulates an out-of-body experience. All right, so you're helping the next generation, you're not avoiding the topic of death, and you're trying out cool VR headsets to get out-of-body experiences. The last one. The last tip, I think, is actually the most important, and that is to cultivate your meaning in life. Many studies have supported this idea. For example, we know that reminding people of their own mortality tends to make them fear death, understandably. But if someone feels a strong sense of having meaning in life, this death reminder doesn't seem to bother them. So how to go about cultivating meaning in life? It's certainly not easy, and it's an ongoing journey. But you can start by identifying your life values. Values are big-picture driving forces that guide your journey through life. I talked about this in detail in a previous episode on living a meaningful life. 
In short, you can start by doing a values card sort to brainstorm what your most important values may be, whether it's creativity, connectedness, curiosity, achievement, tranquility, wisdom. There are many options and no wrong answers. In fact, Mark Twain said, The fear of death follows from the fear of life. A man who lives fully is prepared to die at any time. I think this is very wise. Based on the research, I think it would be more precise to replace lives fully with lives meaningfully. But for some people, perhaps these are the same. No matter what your meaningful life looks like, start to cultivate it now. You'll be too busy feeling fulfilled to be afraid of death. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Facebook and on Twitter. I'm at QDT Savvy Psych and at Jade Wu PhD. If you'd like psychology tips delivered straight to your inbox, subscribe to Savvy Psychologist, the newsletter. You can also make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing wherever you listen. Savvy Psychologist is audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg and edited by Karen Hertzberg. As always, Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and does not substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thank you again for joining me. Tune in next week when we talk about doom scrolling. I'll see you then for a happier, healthier mind. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Three great words. Free Fries Friday. Especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with $1 minimum purchase. Dollar one time on Friday. Participating McDonald's through 12 31 Excludes tax. Must update rewards.